Hello and welcome to episode number five of Horror Horrors, the first episode of 2020. Hell yes, we are so excited. For- oh my god, 2020! Oh dear god! <laughs> Wow, right off the bat, I fucked up. <laughs> you want to try that again? The 20, no, no, no. We're going. Dude, 2020 fucked me up so bad, I, re- I really said 2020. Well, it's still on my mind. We're still in 2020 energy. You know why? Because it's still January. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. The first episode of 2021. Hell yes, I redid it. Okay. We're so excited for this brand new year. A brand new star and to begin our 2021 strong so thank you for being here with us today and for your support we have a lot planned for this year so stick around with us and you'll be very happy that you did um so with that being said i am your host justine the pumpkin queen and with me today for the first episode of 2021 is denise say hello 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 (laughs) and ellie what up (laughs) so we have a three out of four of the gang here today maggie's not here with us but that is okay um so 2021 how are we doing today how are we feeling what's the hot gossip fill me in guys what's going on I mean, uh, nothing. Completely nothing. nothing. I don't know what people when like when I saw all over like, oh, thank God it's going to be 2021. Like it's going to make a fucking difference from one day to the next. No, I it's know. Not. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, no, that's true. Definitely not in one day, but I guess it's nice to kind of think about, okay, it's a whole new year. <laughs> like we get to go through all the months again, all the holidays again, but so far it's not looking too much different from 2020. Right. But we will wow. see. Yeah. We will see. Um, do you guys have- there's hope. <laughs> There's hope. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's hope. But we so far, so far it's not different, but um I'm hoping by the latter half of the year that, you know, we'll have, you know, some improvement in progress because whoever you're listening from, you know, we hope you're doing amazing. But here in LA it's really difficult for us. We're still on lockdown orders or stay at home orders. So we don't have much of a life out here right now. <laughs> There's not a lot of jobs to go around. So if you are not dealing with that, we are so happy for you. God bless you. <laughs> but we are over here in LA. So it sucks. But um do you guys have a new norm. What was that? <laughs> I'm like, we're just trying to adjust to our new norm. That's yeah, all. exactly. Yep. Um, but all right, 2021, be good to us. <laughs> um, so let's get right into the topic of the day. I'm glad we didn't go on for like 20 minutes. Normally, if you've listened to our previous episodes, <laughs> we will talk like t- for 20 fucking minutes about something else and then we'll get into the topic. And if that annoys you, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Maybe that's the beauty of this. But, right? <laughs> but you're in luck because that's not going to happen today. All right, let's get right into it. Um, so today we are going to talk about the movie Us, which is written, directed, and produced by Jordan Peele. 
if you have not seen this film and you don't want it to be spoiled for you, go watch it and come back because I'm going to summarize it for those who have not seen it but still want to listen in and enjoy this episode with us and, you know, who don't mind all the spoilers, which is totally me. I am. I don't know about you guys, but I'm definitely that type of person where I actually really, rarely care if a movie's spoiled for me. I know some people it's like a big deal, like, oh, don't tell me. I don't want to know. I've never been like that. For some reason, I still thoroughly enjoy a film, even when I know exactly what's going to happen. Sometimes I like it even more when I know what's going to happen. So I'm just weird like that. Um, so for those of you who don't mind, shout out. <laughs> shout out to you. But if you do mind... Yes, come back. Go watch it and come back. Because <laughs> I'm literally going to summarize the entire movie just for those who want to hear it. Um, so are you guys ready? I know you guys seen it already, but uh, my girls have seen it. But for those of you who have not seen it, get ready. Get ready. <laughs> All right. So let's see. So here we go. It starts in 1986 with a little girl named Adelaide who goes to the beach boardwalk with her parents, wanders off, and finds herself in a fun house of mirrors where she runs into another little girl who looks exactly like she does. Years later, now an adult, Adelaide goes on vacation with her husband, Gabe, and their two children, Jason and Zora, which includes a trip to the beach that Adelaide is very apprehensive about because it is the same beach where she wandered off as a child. Later that night, Adelaide begins to act very strange and confess to her husband the encounter she had as a child and how it still haunts her. Suddenly, the power goes out and Jason shows up at their bedroom door and says, there's a family in our driveway. The family breaks into their home and corners them in their living room, revealing themselves to be each family member's doppelganger. Adelaide's doppelganger, Red, is the leader and the only one who can speak, albeit in a very raspy, guttural voice. She explains that they are called the Tethered, that they share a soul with their counterparts and have come to untether themselves. She tells a story of a girl who lives a life of comfort and joy, while her shadow remains in the dark, suffering and hating the girl for it. It is clear that Red is talking about Adelaide and herself. The Wilson family manages to escape their doppelgangers, killing one of them, and arrive at their friend's home to find that they have all been murdered by their doppelgangers, whom the Wilsons end up killing as well, and that this is happening across America. Attempting to flee the city, they kill Zora's doppelganger and run into a trap set up by Red and Jason's doppelganger, Pluto. Pluto ends up dying and Red takes Jason while the Wilsons are distracted. When they realize that Jason is gone, Adelaide chases Red, finding herself back in the funhouse of mirrors where her, where her and Red first met. She finds a secret underground tunnel overrun by rabbits where she finds Red. Red explains that the tethered are clones created by the government to control their counterparts on the surface. When the, when the experiment failed, they were abandoned underground for generations, mindlessly mimicking the actions of their counterparts until Red organized them to escape and take revenge. A fight ensues between Red and Adelaide, with Adelaide ultimately killing Red, 
finding Jason and escaping with the rest of her family. While they drive away, Adelaide starts to recall the night she met Red in the funhouse. She remembers the doppelganger choking little Adelaide unconscious, chaining her underground, and secretly taking her place. We now know that Adelaide has been the original Red all along. As she recalls these memories, Jason looks at her suspiciously and she gives him a sly smile. Across the hills, the doppelgangers hold hands, creating a human chain stretching for miles. And there you have it. So this summary, summer, wow, summer is that, wow. Summarizing. <laughs> Summarization, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> Dear God. It got me all baffled, this whole story. <laughs> this summarization, Jesus, it, it doesn't do the movie justice in any way, let me just tell you. Um, if you have not seen it, you have to see it. It is brilliantly done. Um, Jordan Peele's attention to detail is just phenomenal. The acting is phenomenal, especially from Lupita Nyong'o, who plays Adelaide and Red. Um, not to mention the social and political messages and Easter eggs, um, which we'll get we'll get to that in a minute. But um, I also love I also love the comedy throughout the the experience as well. I talked about how much I love comic relief in horror movies or even just in movies with you know a more serious tone in our previous episode where we talked about Halloween. Um, but regarding that, here's what Jason, Jason, what the fuck? <laughs> it's because the little boy's name is Jason. I'm sorry. Here's what Jordan Peele had to say about that. So he says, I think horror and comedy are both really great ways of exposing how we feel about things. I find the comedy that emerges from a scene in a horror film is very necessary to release the tension give your audience an opportunity to emotionally catch up and get prepared for the next run of terror. I absolutely agree with that. Like I said, I talked about it in the previous episodes. I love those funny moments. And one of my favorite comedy moments um, in this film actually was when <laughs> it was kind of right in the beginning when um, the uh, doppelgangers are breaking into the house and I guess I think it's Red who finds like a spare key and and uh, I'm sorry, fucking burping. And the husband Gabe, <laughs> he didn't know that they had a spare key, and he's like, "Spare key?" He's like, "What kind of white shit?" <laughs> and it was so fucking funny, and I love that Jordan Pill kind of adds, you know, little moments like that throughout. Um, so that for me is another thing that's so great about it. Um, also, a huge round of applause to Peel for making a black family the center of this film. And this is something he plans to continue doing. He says, uh, the way I look at it, I get to cast black people in my movies. I feel fortunate to be in this position where I can say to Universal, I want to make a $20 million horror movie with a black family and they say yes. I don't see myself casting a white dude as the lead in my movie. Not that I don't like white dudes, but I've seen that movie. Um, which is so true. So hats off to him 
and I cannot wait to see more of that representation in his future films. He is so genius to me, and the fact that he's going to stick to casting minorities as his leads is so, so special, especially right now. So, huge, huge round of applause. Round of applause. Why can I not talk today? <laughs> it's not even Mercury retrograde yet. Like, fucking shit. <laughs> huge round of applause to him. <laughs> for that um so yeah there's just so much to unpack with this film i don't know if we're gonna have time to discuss everything i think we will we'll have time because we didn't go off on a tangent today (laughs) we didn't get distracted for like 25 minutes so i think we'll have time to talk about everything but there's so much to unpack and you have to see it for yourself to understand because you know i summarized it the best i could but you gotta see it i'm telling you um but yeah so let's go ahead let's try to get everything in today um so this movie holds a 93 percent rotten tomato score and had the most successful opening ever for an original horror film like i said it's my absolute favorite modern horror film modern horror film right now jesus (laughs) how many times can we get a counter to count how many times i'm like jumbling my fucking words Seriously. That was like number three or four. Four. I should have drank more water before fucking... I don't know what's wrong with me today. (laughs) Um, Okay, so what I was saying, it's my absolute favorite modern horror film right now. And I give it a 4.5 out of 5 stars. Um, Before I ask my girls what they think of this movie, I'm going to read some stuff straight from Jordan Pill himself. Um, If you can't tell, (laughs) there is a lot of Jordan Peele quotes today in this podcast. I I can't help it. Like everything that comes out of this man is just like fucking gold. So I'm just going to be quoting him this whole time because he's just perfect. Everything he says is perfect. Um, (laughs) So straight from Jordan Peele himself, he says, Horror has always been the way that I personally deal with my own fears. I tend to draw inspiration from my own fear. At some point, I asked myself, what's the scariest thing for me personally? In this case, it was the idea of seeing myself. The idea for this movie came from the deep-seated fear in doppelgangers. I love the doppelganger mythologies and the different movies that have dealt with them. And I just desperately wanted to make my offering to that pantheon of evil double film. Throughout mythology, doppelgangers often represent bad omens or foreshadowing of one's death. So I just wanted to sort of pinpoint and work off of that just extremely primal fear. Um, I gotta say, I absolutely agree with doppelgangers being one of the scariest ideas out there. That actually used to be a huge fear of mine as well. (laughs) Like, way before this movie even came out, um... I don't know, man, just something about it is just terrifying. And I remember when this movie came out and I think it was in March of 2019, um, I avoided watching it at first because it gave me so much anxiety, like to just think about. And I was like, oh my God, it's going to fucking freak me out. I'm like, (laughs) I can't, I can't with doppelgangers. Um, But actually watching it now, I feel less fearful of that idea. And I feel like it really helped me confront my fear as well. But now I want to hear from you guys. What do you guys think of this movie out of five stars? And what is your take on doppelgangers? Who wants to start? (laughs) 
<laughs> I had my mic off. Sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, I, know, I never had a fear of doppelgangers. Um, Same. I, I don't. I never saw why that would be fearful. Um, I mean, someone kind of looks like you. <laughs> if anything, a clone maybe that I made of myself and I kept making clones of myself to help myself and well, then go all a, against me and attack me, then yeah. That's a doppelganger. But, <laughs> yeah, so so doppelgangers but, and clones, kind of the same shit. I mean... It's, but know. it's one. One in a billion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like one. Like what are they going to do? You know, I'm not, I'm not afraid of that. Now, if it's I make a bunch of clones on my own self, then that's a different story. I watched so many animes where that, you know, that backfires on people. Uh-huh. Um, so I know better. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, yeah, I never had the fear of none of that. So it's just like, okay, cool. It's a cool, different concept. <laughs> I guess for me, what it is, is when I think of a doppelganger, kind of like the way that he just explained it, how like, it's kind of always about like this evil double. I think he, I, for me, I feel like, if I were to see a doppelganger myself, like, who is this bitch? And, like, the, you know, you would think it was something evil because you're not Why, evil. Right. I guess Why would I think like, it was evil if someone looks like me? I'm like, that's dope. I look no, hot. No, I guess because <laughs> well, I, guess, <laughs> I look hot. Look, I, okay, I'm, love, conceited, but I'm confident in myself, okay? So I'm just like, oh, okay, girl, see you. I can see why some people find you attractive. You know what I mean? I love the confidence, okay? I love it. I love where you're getting. <laughs> no, but I guess, you know, like he said, with the mythologies that surround doppelgangers, it's usually a bad omen, like he said, or a foreshadowing of one's death, right? Hmm. And I think also because knowing yourself who whether you're good or evil you always feel like if you were to see your doppelganger that that's going to be the opposite of you even though you look alike so i guess for me because you know i like to think i'm a good person like i feel like if i were to see my doppelganger i'd be like this is one evil bitch like i would just feel it but i guess that's the kind of idea i get in my head but also just like I don't know. It'd be so freaky to just see myself. It's so weird to even watch myself on a video. I'm like, I can't see myself in person. That would be so fucking strange. Just like a really Really? odd experience because like, yeah, you know how you kind of naturally, maybe now we're used to it. Like if you're used to recording yourself or filming and stuff, you get used to it. But I think like in the beginning, like if you're not used to that stuff, like it sounds really weird to listen back to your voice. Sometimes you know people feel weird, like hearing themselves and like, we get like weirded out with little things about ourselves, you know, watching ourselves, hearing ourselves. And so I think just literally seeing yourself in person would be, I think, the most odd experience. So it's kind of like all of that rolled together for me. <laughs> that freaks me out. But um, I don't know. I'm going to go Uh-huh. I'm really with Ellie on this one. All right, y'all are making me feel like a little bitch. All right, I love how I fucking love how I'm the host and I'm supposed to be like the pumpkin queen. I'm always the fucking scared one. What's wrong with me? You guys are so brave. Well, I'll be honest. Well, I'm with Emily on it 100. I just have to say, I never really thought about uh, the, I guess, the whole concept of having a doppelganger. Did right. doppelganger meant? I'm gonna be honest with you. And don't kill me for this, but I think I just found that definition out like two years ago. Like what I a doppelganger is? Yeah, I know what a doppelganger was, let alone wow. what Never really thought about, like, this was like two years ago. I found out the actual definition of one. And then, um, but just to really know, like, just to the whole concept of like having my own, like, I guess, 
doppelganger. I never really thought about it. So I never really, there was no room for fear of like, yeah, I see what you mean. And like, I wonder if she's an evil bitch, but it's like, I mean, I see cartoons, I laugh, and I'm just like, hey, how crazy would that really be? But it never really popped into my head as like a creepy, eerie, uh, oh my God, fearful kind of thing. I was, I always wanted to have a twin. I look at twins all the time. I'm like, that must be some really cool ass shit to like share sort of spiritual connection on a whole nother level and get out of my head kind of thing. And I don't know, that's so weird, you know, but um, <laughs> I that's about it. I mean, the closest thing that would freak me out to like someone looking exactly like me is like when you have like a double mirror thing going on, mm-hmm. like a triple mirror thing, and then I see myself from behind, and I'm like, that is that really what I look like? That's kind of creepy as fuck. Imagine she just like the image of the other side of the mirror just taps me on the shoulder. That would be some freaky shit. But- oh fuck yeah! <laughs> that, that that will be like okay. Now this is a bitch that's evil of me because that's my reflection. Right? <laughs> but, I mean, other than that, I'm just. I'll just leave it there, you guys. I, I never really got <laughs> fearful of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and something that actually Jordan Peele said about his concept, he said that it wasn't that as far as the doppelgangers and, and you know, um, their counterparts, it said, he said it's not that one is leading the other, right? Because we never got to watch them kind of moving at the same exact time. It would kind of show one movement and they would go to the you know to the doppelgangers underground they would go back so we never got to see them moving at the same time so we kind of clarified that um it's not that one is leading the other that their actions are actually simultaneous and that the two parts are equal and that they're connected by the soul so that kind of reminds me of what you just said like having a soul connection and they do so they are connected by the soul to their counterpart so it's kind of just like i don't know if that brings me more comfort or if that like freaks me out more i feel like that's like a sort of mixture of both um i didn't see that in the movie though what you didn't see what anyone that doesn't know what tbh means to be honest just in case (laughs) I know, like, who doesn't fucking know what TBH means? I didn't see that. I don't, I didn't, at least for the movie, I didn't really think that they, well, at least, I mean, because we get to see more of Red and Adelaide more in in the film. Uh-huh. As, like, you know, not, of course, not one leading the other, but it seems to me like they didn't have much of a connection and that the only time that they semi-simultaneously, like, had some sort of, like, same rhythm, if you will, it was when um, she was trying to beat the shit out of her in that room mm-hmm. underground. That was about it. Right. To try to fight for their weight, like to have that one life. Uh, other than that, I mean, I didn't really see. Like, yeah, it, yeah, you don't really see see it very much. And also, Jason and Pluto were a good example, though, of of a, a duo that was more connected to each other than the rest, because um, you could see that. Uh, you know, Pluto would actually mimic his movements even on the surface, you know, and no other doppelganger that we saw did that with their counterparts. So I think it just depends on the person. I think somehow Jason and Pluto just had this deeper connection with each other. Um, But also, like I said, it kind of just brings me back to how I feel like um, your, you know, your doppelganger, if you share a soul with somebody, that means that you guys are opposites because you don't, I mean, it's the same soul, but it's two parts of the soul. So, you know, I, it it reminds me of opposite people and it kind of reminds me of also twin flames. I don't know if you guys have heard of twin flames. 
um, which is supposed to be the same soul, but you know, again, so just like the doppelganger, uh, fucking, a concept here, it's just split into two. And so you guys, even though you're the same soul, you're also opposites. And so you come together, you kind of complete each other, right? Um, with your differences. So maybe that's why I'm thinking there was like a bit of a disconnection or it seemed like there's a disconnection because they're opposite. So like, you know, people on the surface are, you know, you generally good people, right? We like to think that the majority of the world is good people. So most of the opposites are probably going to be evil, right? And also they weren't like civilized, you know what I mean? Like they weren't in American society. They were like abandoned underground, so they probably just didn't have, you know, they couldn't even speak. Red was the only one who could speak. And we know why now, because she was the real Adelaide all along. So, um, which explains also why she had a raspy, like fucked up voice because she was choked um, by the original Red. And so it messed up. She she probably like, I think damaged her larynx or whatever it's called. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, they couldn't speak. They didn't have, they were just kind of left there abandoned. So I think that's why also they probably don't know how to show emotions or they were just kind of like this experiment that was abandoned. So I don't know, but that is a good observation. Who knows? I feel like there could be explanations. Maybe not. They weren't fully progressed is what I'm saying. <laughs> they're not really the twin or they're just, they're just an experiment gone wrong. Yes. Right. Yeah. So that explains, I feel like the lack of connection there, but, um, but yeah. So now that I know how you feel about doppelgangers, what do you guys think of the movie overall? Whoever wants to go first, what do you think of it? And what do you rate it out of five stars? I gave it a 4.5 out of five, but what about you guys? Shoot. Ellie, would you like to go first? Oh, I went first last time, so I was kind of like, wait, I was like, go ahead, girl. <laughs> you are such a gentleman. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Thank a gentleman. You. What, what did the Grinch say? Um, brain for beauty. <laughs> I don't even remember anymore. Um, okay, okay. I'll just go flat out and say it. Um, um. But first is first. I had not seen the movie up until like three days ago, I want to say. And that's because I borrowed the DVD Blu-ray from Justine. <laughs> yes, she came and picked it up. We were distant, okay? We had our masks on. This is COVID-friendly, I promise you guys. But it was COVID-friendly. Nonetheless, um, I saw the movie. Um, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Um <laughs> I she had to say it three times just so you heard her. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't. <laughs> That's me scrambling for like words as to see if we would have filmed like right or not filmed per se, but if we were to record like the show the next day, it would have been fresh on my mind. But going back to it, it right? I'm gonna give it a three stars. I'm not gonna be that harsh. I'll be honest. Three. Okay. 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 I'm not gonna lie. Okay. Was it? Was it really? It threw me off. Okay, it threw me off. <laughs> then towards the end, when I made that that revelation of, oh my God, she was tethered all along, and her son is like, you are not my mother, but you are my mother, and I don't know what is going on. He hides his face with that mask, like with Shane. You could just tell, poor little boy. And I'm just like, 
I, you know, I, I'm baffled, lost out of words. I'm upset at this point because I'm like, wait a minute. So no fucking wonder Red was upset. She was the real Adelaide. You know what I'm saying? So right. I didn't like it um, because I thought it would be a lot more, I don't know, scary. Like I said, I didn't find I doppelganger so scary. The concept mm-hmm. very mind-fucking. That's it was mind fucking, but it was confusing at some point because I was like, what the hell is going on? Is this a war? What's going on? But <laughs> to settle it, they didn't even settle. They just kept like traveling, road tripping through America as the tether continued to take over the goddamn world. So what are you trying to tell me? Well, they did a road trip through America. They stood in Santa Cruz and then they were trying to leave. And then that's when they ran into the trap. And then after that, then they took off. So who knows what happened after that? But that's why it's um, like, very unsettling. Like, it <laughs> me, like, wait, you brought these little people out. But what about all these? Look at these people. They literally are spread out all along. I don't understand why. Um, yeah, I don't understand. I don't. I just didn't know what what it was that I, I'm upset. Wait, I'm not gonna lie. I'm so confused. It's it's partly because you're cutting off, but wait, what is it that upset you? Like you just didn't like the way it ended, or like what is like the biggest? What is the biggest disappointment for you? Because I'm having a hard time understanding. So the I, I overall in general, it's probably not even cutting off. It's probably just me stuttering and <laughs> words. So you're not alone. Um, <laughs> I just, I didn't like, like the way, it, the way it played out in general, like the whole movie pretty much. I didn't like the ending, although I, I will say this, it was kind of interesting to know that uh, it ended the way it did, but so mm-hmm. much actually really, really ended. That's where I realized, wait a minute, so you guys are just going to continue road tripping and you're not going to continue your, your, you know, finishing off what you started? Or or did you just care about your doppelgangers and you don't care about the rest of them? Like, which one is it? <laughs> wait, what do you mean, though? Like, finishing off what? Like, what would they finish off? <laughs> do you mean, like, helping everyone else? Yes, helping everybody else out. Oh. They only fought Fuck off that. their family, right? No, sh- no, no, no. I'm going to okay. disagree. That's going to be exhausting. Like, they, you know, I think in a moment like that where the world is in chaos and people are dying, like, sometimes you have to just think about yourself. And I know that fucking sucks. But if they keep going back to help people, they're going to get give themselves a greater chance of dying. You know what right. I mean? And they're going to keep running into – And it, I mean, they're but not they're necessarily – that's why I was like, wait, what? Are you guys in fear? Or, like, where are you guys going? Because I'm pretty sure they're all over the place now. So what Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, you, you know, they're just trying yeah, to get away. They're just yeah, trying to get yeah. away. So I don't think they did anything wrong with that. I think it, the best thing that you can do in a situation like that is to just keep moving. Because if you stay in one place, they're going to find you easier. So you, it's about movement, you know. But so See, I, I – That is right, right there. Right, right there. You're on – Point right there. That's where. I, that's where it got. It still has me mind fucked, and it gets me so like upset because I'm like, okay, so they're gonna. You can't stop. So are you stopping? You're just. You're just going in a car to no destination, <laughs> and you see them all e- everywhere because they are everywhere. So what? 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 What of it? What? Well, the, you know, there is no other. Ch- I get what you're saying, but there. Were, what other choice do they really have, though? So they either stay where they are, or they get on the move. And like, I think getting on the move was a smarter choice. 
So I get what you're saying, but they probably don't even know either. Like, you know, they're in a situation that's like dire, you know, like they're everybody's getting murdered. So like, who knows? Like, I don't think anybody no. knew at that point. The news probably didn't know. The government didn't know what to do. Like, I'm sure they didn't expect their fucking experiment to come take revenge. So it's probably just like, you just Trust fucking it. figure it out along the way. Who knows? Right. Yeah. And it's like, it's not even that they're outnumbered like they're literally you know the counter the counterparts are like the tethered right there there's one for each person in the world so there's like an equal amount of <laughs> these people so that would that's gonna be a tough situation they gotta drop some grenades or some shit i don't know what they would do after that but <laughs> it's stressful but it's, yeah general. it's kind of scary to think about but you know i think I, they're just doing the best they could i'm thinking overall now that now that we're having this discussion now that I've completely let it out of my system I've been really holding off on on commenting more uh-huh um, just so I could let it out and um and maybe I'm not alone you know what if someone else thinks the same way I don't know you know you never, you know. never know yeah I mean you know the Rotten okay. Tomato score wasn't 100 percent it was like 93 so, I so you know there's that seven percent who might hate it like you know. oh phenomenal amazing fantastic wonderful she's amazing she did a great mm -hmm. fucking job she mm -hmm. convinced me that there were two of her she convinced me throughout the whole movie i'll give you that much it's just the confusion and then the stress but then now i'm thinking now as a whole he completely jordan peele just mind fucked me again just now because now i'm thinking <laughs> that's probably the fucking point <laughs> to mind fuck you <laughs> mind fuck me again after it's over <laughs> I'm not happy wow your mind is really getting fucked today is it okay it's not okay it's still I'm not gonna lie to you I'm just, I'm just thinking now I'm like is that that was it to just leave you wondering more wanting more like okay okay I get it now you know what too is you know it was your first time watching it and you probably you know you only watch it once so the more you watch it the more you're gonna kind of like see things so yeah I would w definitely keep watching it maybe like a few more times and you might see it in a different perspective I think at the first time we watch it is you know sometimes just like our instant opinion but you you know you watch it more and then things change and you notice things that you didn't notice before and all that so yeah, I mean, definitely watch it again. You never know. Maybe you'll kind of see things from a different perspective or who knows. Maybe you'll still hate it, but you seem a little confused. So I think you need to watch it again just to get that confirmation if you really fucking hate it or like. If I'm you're not confused. I promise. I'm just, there once was a girl. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I get that part. I get it. But like, I'm talking about the ending. Like Jordan Peele, I have I have questions and you have answers. And well, see, that's the thing though. I think movies are meant to keep you hanging like that. Like it can't just keep fucking going because it's going to be too long and then it's going to lose its like... So that's probably it's gonna lose its character, you know. If we start going right. to okay, what's the government gonna do now? Then it turns into a whole different movie, you know what I mean? So I think that's was I love the ending. I think that was the best part. I was shook, like I was not expecting. That. I was like, oh, that's so good. Like that was so good to me. So I'm shook that you don't like it, but you know, to each their own. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm unsettled. Did, no, did don't you apologize. Know? You don't have to apologize for not liking it if you don't like it. But I, yeah, I love it. Intention. That's probably that. That's what my realization is at, overall. It's that that what? Really, I think overall, like overall, 
his goal was to completely find fuck everyone while still leaving you wonder and like unsettled. I think he mm-hmm. nailed that. Yeah. And if you've seen Get Out, which we'll probably talk about on the podcast as well at some point, but if you've seen his movie Get Out as well, he kind of does the oh, same thing yeah. with that movie. He leaves you like hanging and he leaves you kind of like wait what like you know what I mean so that's kind of what he does and I think he's very very good at it and I think that's what makes movies good sometimes I know sometimes we're like oh I want to know what happened but it also makes it really like that much more kind of thrilling in my opinion but I liked Get Out I actually liked it I I did yeah I yeah, I liked it. I just but there's always like a little bit of mystery left behind, you know, like what happens now, you know, like wait, what, you know what I mean? So I feel like Get Out yeah. kind of had that same. And if you notice, like both movies ended with a car ride, if you notice too, so you kind of see like kind of what yeah. what Jordan Peele's style is a little bit. I and I love it. I love it. I think he's like damn near perfect with what he does. So, but um, yeah, just those like little cliffhangers. I think they're cool. Sometimes they're frustrating, but in this case, I didn't think it was frustrating. I think it ended very well, and I and I loved the twist at the end. But that's just me. Again, you know, I respect your opinion. <laughs> um, Ed, did you want to throw in anything else before we go to what Ellie thinks? Um, Are you no, good? Did I, you let out all your frustration? <laughs> I sure did. I completely. Okay, good. I came in with like a, a realization, and then I got mind fucked again to another realization. So thank you, Mr. Peel. <laughs> right. And, and speaking of, uh, before Ellie goes, and speaking of Lupita's performance, I'm going to put, um, there's this behind the scenes footage, which is on the DVD as well. Um, if you have that. Um that shows her kind of behind the scenes. And when she was in her character for red, she was in character the entire time. Um, so she, even in between breaks and between takes, she was still in the red character. And even when she was asking questions to like Jordan, the director of what she should do and blah, blah, blah. She was still in red's character and she was still using the voice and she was still crying. Like it was crazy. So there's that behind the scenes footage. And I'm going to show you guys that. If you check out our Instagram, I'll plug that at the end. So keep We'll listen to the end and I'll give you our Instagram, but I um, just wanted to throw that in there because it's so, so good. She really did so amazing and she doesn't get an Oscar. I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I think she did win an Oscar. I'm going to be um, honest with you. No, well, I she, think she has but not for this movie. Yeah, she has oh. before. Yeah, but not for this film. So I, I want this. I want this film to be at the Oscars. I think they will never it. will. Huh? No. Never will for this film. The time has passed for that. Well, they postponed it. So I think it's happening, I think like in April, if I'm not mistaken. But we will see. Yeah, because when this movie came out, it came out in March. Oh, no, you're right. We're in 2021. Why? What is wrong with my time frame? <laughs> Why am I so warped in my like fucking... I'm like so not good with time right now and, and days and words like... And what day is it? I <laughs> know, like fucking quarantine has me fucked up. No, you're so fucking right. But you know what? It's okay. <laughs> you never know. You never know. <laughs> they might just bring it out all of a sudden. Like, you know what? This movie was so good. <laughs> We're going to bring it back to the Oscars. Um, she did win awards for it, though. But she should have got a fucking Oscar. That's how good I think it was. It was so good. <laughs> um, and she got, like, so much critical acclaim for it. But anyway, so I'm going to put that on her Instagram so you guys can see that behind-the-scenes footage because it's amazing. Again, I'll give you our handle at the end of the show. Um, but take it away, Ellie. Let us know what you thought and what you rated out of five stars. I agree with Denise. I rated it a three. 
<laughs> um, it was y'all making me it okay. sad it was okay because i was like he just finished doing get out mm-hmm. you know and that shit was a mind fuck. that was like yo yep yo like that's that's everyone's fear who is of color people especially especially african americans you know what i mean like and, and and you you think about it now i'm like yo that's there's so much human trafficking in the world like this could actually be someone's reality to a certain extent yeah like you don't it, it's so like fucking nuts so but so so my my expectation was kind of i'm not extremely high but i'm like yo like i'm i'm being expected to be mindfuck that same energy yeah yeah mm-hmm. and i wasn't and it was just like oh okay and then when you explain to me what like this movie means and whatnot i didn't get that clearly i'm pretty good with um imagery and analogies and whatnot when it comes to that kind of stuff like i really love that mm-hmm. um those type of movies those type of, that's why i love like clockwork orange is one of my favorite movies yeah. and so I, I i get shit like that it's just like oh okay cool 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 all right, all right, cool, 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 cool. There were some moments where I thought it was funny, like the dad, the dad jokes and whatnot. When he, when in the beginning, when he's like, "All right, I'll see you later in the magic room," and she's like getting ready to go to sleep, and he gets into the bed and does that shit. I started rolling. <laughs> it was funny, you know. <laughs> and then also like, I like the kids acting. The kids acting was great, you know, because sometimes they're mm-hmm. shitty kids. No, they were very good. Yeah, everybody in this film. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I don't know. I don't think he hit his point across. He did it his own style, of course. And like, he kept to his own thing, which is like, great. Like, I could see why people love this movie mm-hmm. for horror. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't um, the scariest. Yeah, it wasn't the scariest film, I'll it admit. But scary. It wasn't mind fucking. It wasn't like psychological. <laughs> it was nothing to me. Mm-hmm. I see what it you mean. Just, yeah. It, maybe it was a little creepy in the sense when you first see the family. You're like, oh, what the fuck? And they're like, the yeah. kid has a mask on because the mom, they're fucking on the kid on fire and it's kind of sad. Um, uh-huh. Well, the kid is actually is a whatchamacallit, like he puts shits on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, yeah, and I kind of get at the end, it's just like these people want to be seen and that's what he hints in the beginning, like, you know, the holding hands because they watched that movie, they watch the the red watched that commercial and that stuck to her and that shirt stuck to her. Right. Of like, this is what we need to do so we could show. I, yeah. don't, I understand why she did it because she's like, I'm showing myself to the world and we're showing herself to the world because this shit's not fair because she's been on the other side and mm-hmm. she got that shit taken away. So she kind of does this double understanding of like how these people feel and they don't really know. Right, so exactly. Yeah, Hands Across America was like her inspiration, you know, and, and that's why... It mimics, you know, what they the, they're holding hands. So definitely, definitely, I love yeah, that. Yeah, and they're not gonna, that. and they're not gonna like keep killing people because either they already did the killing and they're all holding hands and just standing still. Like all the like newscasts are still going. They say like they're not doing anything. They stopped. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to make a statement in a way. Yeah, and she, yeah. she drew that inspiration from that commercial. I love that you noticed that. Yeah, that was definitely that was definitely why he included that in the movie. Oh yeah, my so god. It's just, Ellie just explained something to me where I'm like, okay, that makes okay. I <laughs> so much sense. <laughs> it's more swallowable. Yeah, it's more it's more like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. But like everything else that you that you said of like how he explained the movie, I would not get that. Like doppelganger don't scare me. They don't do nothing to right. me. They're like, Ugh. it's like, oh, okay. 
it's I, I kind of get it why he did the mirror thing because of the reflection like you said Denise that kind of clicked on my head I'm like oh okay maybe that's what he did like a reflection coming out to you mm-hmm. uh, like the horror movies but it's it's it wasn't for me. <laughs> Not my- yeah. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, everybody has a different kind of like expectation when it comes to horror and like a different kind of level of fear and like what scares them and what doesn't. For me, I'm just, I'm, I get scared very easily. I've also, I think I've talked about, I think I talked about this in the last podcast where like when I watch a film, I like disappear into the movie. Like I'm so immersed and I'm so like stuck and um, so for me, I feel like I'm there. So I'm I'm not hard to like impress, I guess, and I'm also not hard to scare. So I think that's why I I normally find joy. Like, I'm just kidding. I know, deadass. <laughs> <I'm like, laughs> don't call me out like this. <laughs> no, but um, I'm just so I'm just a type, I'm like super optimistic though. Like I don't even get what I'm saying, but like I see the good in everything. I enjoy like almost everything. I'm not hard to impress. Like. I just, you know, that's just how I am. So I'm very like kind of upbeat about everything. So I think that's why I love it. But um, I get what you mean. Like it definitely is not going to hit the nail for everybody because it's not the most scary horror film. But the thing is for me, I feel like horror is not actually always supposed to be scary. I think no, I know. Elements. It can be like mind fucking and all that whatnot, but it didn't give like, me nothing of that. It yeah. didn't give nothing <laughs> at all of that. Like it didn't. Like uh-huh. it really... Like, I could go back and see The Shining, and that probably will be more like, oh, this is weird. Oh, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I see what you mean. Yeah. No, I, I get it you. Didn't hit nothing. It didn't hit nothing for me, like, in that sense. Everything was well filmed, well directed. It, the acting was on point on everybody. It's just, eh. mm-hmm. music was fucking fabulous. That was my favorite thing. Amazing, of the dude. Like, that was, how did he think to use that song? Like, it was so. Yeah. Good. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like, every time I was like disinterested, the music is the attention grabber. It gets Very, to you, yeah. yeah. The music really was so good. And um they incorporated it for the Halloween Horror Nights maze, which we're gonna talk about to- at the end, but it really like sets the tone. I think it's so good. But no, yeah, I definitely see where you guys are coming from. Um Again, I loved it. I just think it was such a good story. I think it was so fun. And when I first seen it, I was more scared. But yeah, it quickly becomes not that scary. Um, it's not like the scariest film. But again, like I was saying, I think, you know, horror is not always terrifying. I think if you just have like elements of horror in there, it's going to be a horror film. And if it's good, it's good. You know what I mean? And it's not always about like jumping out of your seat and all that. Even though I know, you know, you were saying you just didn't feel it at all, but you get what I'm saying? So I think that's why I love it, even though it's not the most terrifying. But yeah, again, everybody has their own opinion, and I'm happy I heard you guys' opinion. Um, and I'm glad I'm not alone. That, I know. I was not expecting Ellie to agree with you. I thought she was going to love it. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm always the one who's like, I love it. I fucking love everything. But um, uh, but yeah, that's, that's about it. Does anyone have anything that they want to say, that they want to add before yes, we move yes. on. Um, Go so according to my calculations, um, <laughs> FYI, you guys, um, uh-huh. she, she did win an Oscar. What was that? 
I'm sorry, no, she didn't win an Oscar. She won an NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Actress in a Motion Picture for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did win a, She did win some awards for this film. Yeah, I was just thinking of, like, the most high, like, Oscar. Is an Oscar. <laughs> but, yeah, she did. She did. And there were some, a few other awards that this film won as well. Um, so, yeah, at least they got their recognition and they have, you know – I know you guys, it's not your favorite, but it has an, an amazing score on Rotten Tomatoes. It was very, very much a critical success. Um, but again, to each their own. But I absolutely loved it, and it is my favorite. I could just watch it over and over. But that's just me. <laughs> um, now, moving forward, if no one else has anything to say, um, we're going to go into the themes and messages in this film. Um that are kind of hidden in there. I don't know if you guys recognized it or not. Um, I don't think it was very obvious to me when I first seen it um, until um, probably until I kind of watched the behind the scenes stuff and kind of did research on the movie. And then I kind of realized what it's all about. But initially watching it, I did not notice a lot of this, but let's get into it. Um, so there's just so much, um, like I said, loads of Easter eggs. Um, and, um, I lost my place. <laughs> okay. So here's what Jordan, I said, I said there was going to be a lot of Jordan Peele fucking quotes. So here's a kind of long one of what Jordan has had to say about this. Um, so he says, one of the central themes in us is that we can do a good job collectively of ignoring the ramifications of privilege. I think it's the idea that what we feel like we deserve comes at the expense of someone else's freedom or joy. And the biggest disservice we can do as a faction with the collective privilege like the United States is to presume that we deserve it. And that it isn't just luck that has us born where we're born. For us to have our privilege, someone suffers. That's where the tethered connection, I think, resonates the most. Um, is that those who suffer and those who prosper are two sides of the same coin. You never forget that we have to fight for the less fortunate. The Hands Across America in this film is an example of this American duality that here you have this event. On the one hand, it's a beautiful thing, right? We're all going to get together. We're going to hold hands and somehow that's going to cure hunger. The illusion that we're contributing to something that actually is making change as opposed to something that uh, kind of makes us feel better and absolves us of our responsibility to enact actual change. I think all great horror has a social message of some sort. When it works, it's tapping into something that we're suppressing. I have a definite world of things that I'm trying to say with this film, all relating to our duality as human beings and the guilt and sins that we bury deep within ourselves. And I'm curious to see what the audience sees in it. Now, Joelle Mears, that was end quote right there. Now, Joelle Mears of Rotten Tomatoes also notes that the tethered referencing the were Americans line. So if you remember when Gabe said, what are you people? And Red says, we're Americans. So um, that was kind of showing that they're representatives of the duality of American society, how some citizens can afford to live on top of the class system while others are stuck in poverty. He also noted that the title of us could mean United States, U.S. or United States. Um, also, as far as the 
Tether's red jumpsuits and the single glove um, that they were wearing were also an allusion to Michael Jackson. I don't know if you guys noticed that, along with the Thriller shirt that Adelaide was wearing. Um, because Peel has called Michael Jackson the patron the patron saint of duality. Um, so I don't know if you can kind of understand where this is going. So more than anything, this film is about duality and American privilege. Although it can relate to privilege in general as well, um, it's very much about kind of, like you said, two sides of the same coin and kind of like, as far as like the hands across America, it's kind of like, because if you guys seen in the movie, if you're paying attention, um, you know, in the, in the beginning, hands across America was this, a re- it was a real movement that happened in the 80s. So this wasn't fake. It was a real commercial. It was a real thing. And it, it was about coming together. Everyone's going to hold hands and this is going to help cure hunger. And kind of like he said, that illusion that it's really going to do something and it's sweet, but it, it's not. And it kind of just uh, makes you feel better. And, and in a way, and I don't remember who mentioned it. I don't know if it was Ellie or Denise, but kind of like why, you know, they're holding hands you know, the tethered are holding hands in this long chain, but what are you going to do now? Like, what is that really doing? Like you came and you killed everybody. You're making a statement, but are you really enacting change? You know what I mean? So that might not have been the best way that they could have went about it. And it's kind of that about that duality. Like we're doing something right, but we're not really in just kind of duality in many different ways, but especially in American society, that's what it was symbolizing. Um, And uh, yeah, so (laughs) that's pretty much, those are the central themes, duality and American privilege. Um, Is there anything that you guys would like to add to that? Any thoughts about that? Um, Or maybe anything that you feel like you saw in regards to that? No. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Self-explanatory. That was what? Self-explanatory, really. Between Ellie and I, I'm everything. Yeah, Yeah, so that, I feel like that was, you know, so I know it was like, I didn't, you know, you guys didn't see much of it. I didn't even notice it either. But I mean, I think that just kind of, in my opinion, tells you how brilliant Jordan Peele is that he can kind of sort of stick this like hidden um, message, this hidden social message, political message in this story. And you don't even realize it, you know? So I think when you see it in that perspective, like, oh, wow, this is what he's really talking about. This is the message that he's sending. It might be more enjoyable to watch now. Maybe not. But for me now, when I watch it, I, I think I love it even more because I'm like, wow, he's sending this message and I had no idea. So um, it makes a lot of sense. And he's so brilliant and he's he's so deliberate about everything that he does like every single detail in the movie from you know the the thriller shirt and like fucking the spider coming out of the fake spider and if you guys saw that in the beginning when she was looking at it he's he put so many hidden things in there that kind of is all about like he said duality that was what it was all about that was the message um so I think he's brilliant <laughs> I think he's so good at what he does and the fact that we don't even um, you know, we didn't even recognize that from the start. Freaking props to those who do. Some people are so smart and they get that shit like right away. Like that, uh, the critic on Rotten Tomatoes who who noted how um, U.S. could stand or us could stand for U.S. or United States. That was fucking brilliant. Like some people are just so smart and they could catch the messages right away. But I definitely did it myself. Um, but yeah, so that is that as far as the theme. And the social messages and whatnot. So really, really great. 
Um, now I want to know, let's get a little fun here. What was your favorite moment in the movie? And for you, who is the scariest of the tethered that we saw? So we didn't see too many tethered, right? We saw the Wilson family and the Tyler family. Um, so what was your favorite moment in the movie? And who is your scariest? Who is the scariest character for you? Whoever wants to start. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start. Let me go first. So for me, my favorite moment, and somebody mentioned it already, um, was when the family shows up for the first time. For me, that was so creepy. <laughs> and I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I think that was such a great horror moment. Like imagine looking out your window. And I'm telling you, I remember how I said, like, I, doppelgangers was a huge fear for me before the movie even came out. I used to have this, like, fear or, like, this idea in my head, like, what if I looked out my window and I saw myself, like, fucking standing there? And it's so crazy because that is exactly what he did in the movie. So this is something that I had thought about years ago before this movie came out. So I love that we kind of had that same thought. Um I think that is so scary, <laughs> like looking out and seeing anybody standing there watching you, but especially seeing like your fucking twin, like your doppelganger that you didn't even know you had. So I love that movement, that movement, that that moment. Um, I think artistically it was beautiful and it was so good for the horror element. Um, so that was my favorite. My scariest of the tethered are hands down the fucking twins. They are just like on another level. Um... And in a, a fun fact about them actually um, is when the tethered twins or when the whole uh, Tyler family gets killed, um, it pans up to the twins, right, who are standing at the top floor and they're doing this creepy ass thing with their fucking eyes. So that actually wasn't originally in the script. So they were, on, they were actually supposed to be just looking down at their mother. Um, but they, the performers, they're actual twins in real life, obviously. And they, they came in and they, they did this eye thing. And Jordan Pill was like, you know what? You guys are right. Do your creepy eye shit. And it fucking worked. And, and I love it. And I think that's so telling to the talent of performers sometimes. And I think those are the best moments in film is those that are not planned for, those that are not scripted. And I think they did so good because now, that was like one of that was probably my second favorite part of the movie. I just love those like artistic shots sometimes. Um, so that was like my second second favorite spooky moment, my second favorite moment. Um, and I love them and the fact that they're like doing gymnastics and shit. They're just like fucking creepy ass, tall ass ninjas. Like I love them. <laughs> um, so that's it for me. Um, what about you, Ellie? Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> Clear your throat. Yeah, get ready. Get it all out. Um, no, like I, I would have to agree with you. The, the, that scene at the, at the friend's house and everything is, it was crazy. That's mm -hmm. like my favorite scene of the whole movie. Um, it's, it was just so good because you didn't know what's gonna happen. You're like, wait, what? And then they get there and you're like, oh no, oh no, you know. <laughs> wait, do you mean when the Tylers were killed, their friends? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Dude, I love... Do you, do you love how they... And then they go to the house because they're like, oh, shit, let's go to that house. And they're like, oh, you know. Yeah, and they get like... Oh, and the way that the twins pulled them into the door, too, dude, they're so creepy. Mm -hmm. They're so fucking creepy. And it's so funny, too. It's And I know this is sad, but it was actually funny how fucking fast the Tylers died. Like, they got killed in, like, seven seconds. So it was so funny. Yeah. We were, like, with the, the Wilsons... Um, 
you know, they put up more of a fight and they, they managed to escape, but they were killed like instantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that was definitely one of the, one of the cool parts of the movie. I, th- I think that was his whole point. Like the white people are going to get killed first and right. foremost now, not black people. It's like they usually do. Yeah. What kind of white shit? Literally, Jordan Peele was like, the black don't crack, guys. White people first. <laughs> For real. Yeah, and it's funny because that's always like the running joke, right? Like that's, you know, like we don't fucking, that's some white people shit, you know? Like when they go mm-hmm. toward the scary thing. So it's so funny. I feel like it was almost like humorous in a way, even though it was like, the horrific to see them get stabbed but yeah i feel like that was almost like a funny moment in a way oh yeah, yeah for they sure why you people why people always gotta say split up <laughs> mm-hmm. um and how about your favorite character um i don't know if i have a favorite character specifically you know uh-huh. but i did like the the dad jokes think they were great <laughs> he was really a character he was such a great uh, such a great dad like he was um or how do you say it like acting wise he he played a really mm-hmm. good dad role <laughs> yeah I but, was great. but i think like maybe the kids were like my i guess my favorite characters more because okay. they, they were like yo they were they had to really kick ass and like Mm-hmm. do this and like confront the fears and like even the daughter's like shit thank god i fucking run track shit i'm gonna stay in this bitch and she's like <laughs> you know but i'll be so scared because in that moment i thought because like i ran track right and so i'm like yo if someone's opposite of me and they run track as well i'm like fuck i don't know how i'm gonna get away like how they run as equally as fast as me uh-huh and i love how fucking umbre her um how her doppelganger gave her that whole head start and she still caught up to her. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll be so pissed. She was just smiling like, yeah, you go ahead. She was creepy as fuck, too. I'd be like, look, home, look, homegirl. We, we look alive. Let's work together. I know. She was a creep. She was probably my second, my second scariest for me. She was pretty creepy. She, she, yeah, yeah the kids were great actors. They really did a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. But all right, what about you, Denise? What is your favorite moment in the movie if you have one? I know you don't like it, but if you had to pick a favorite moment, what would it be? And what is the scariest character for you? I love how you just rephrase that. I really do. Um, <laughs> like, I know you don't like it. It's not about not liking it. I did give it three stars. Fair enough. It's oh, true, true, true. Not your favorite though, but what what's not your favorite, favorite moment if you have one? Um, I would have to say, oh, it's my niece in the bath. Sorry, guys. <laughs> We're not professionals. We apologize. Sorry. <laughs> We're an amateur podcast. Just you know. <laughs> but just like you know, um, my favorite character, Adelaide and and Red. Just I, both of them simultaneously, right? <laughs> make them a pair so good so good yeah I read I don't even know who's better they're both good they're both good and they're opposite you know so it's like how are they so fantastic she's just such a great actor um and then how about your uh your favorite part in the movie if you have one I'm so sorry again (laughs) Okay, we'll wait for her. We'll just edit it. <laughs> just put it out. Okay. You want to take your time, Denise? We can just edit it out. You want to wait till she she leaves the room or till you um till she's done? 
just gonna, yeah, we'll, just, we'll just edit it out. So just wait a minute until she stops. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. So my favorite part of the movie would have to have been in the beginning when she won the thriller shirt and then she walks into the little uh, maze. Oh my god, yes. It was so, wasn't it so beautiful? Like, it was a beautiful shot. I feel like cinematography wise, oh god, it was so good. <laughs> I'm so and dramatic though. Well, the whole part of it, really, when, when, okay, so she wins it and she's like very unpleased about, okay, well, I want that one. And then I don't know. Oh, she cut off. <laughs> I know, I had to oh. mute it. I started crying again. <laughs> okay, just. Do, <laughs> Okay, just pause, just pause, and then start again. Because Ivan will fix it. Just basically, when she gets to the maze, and she's walking around, she won the Thriller shirt. She was very, like, unfazed about her father winning it for her, and he's, like, really trying for her. And then, uh, finally, she walks into the maze, and then, like, the, the, the my favorite part was when she gets choked. Yeah, it was... I I feel like that whole opening shot and or just like all those shots on the pier, um, you know, back in the '80s setting, I think was so beautiful. Um, I just love the way it was filmed, and I love the atmosphere of the pier because it was like pretty. It was like this beautiful like pier, the beach, and then it was also like creepy at the same time. And it was very eerie, so I loved how it was kind of like this combination of, uh, you know, kind of different feelings with it. But yeah, I think those parts were so so good um i love how you just keep referencing that it's like it looks so pretty i'm over here like i like the part where it was thunder and lightning and she went in there it was, but it was beautiful you know how sometimes you know how sometimes those creepy shots or those like scary shots are really pretty like just the way that it's filmed like uh the colors like the cinematography you know what i mean like really really nice um so i love it <laughs> I love it. I'm weird like that. Remember when I was talking about like, oh my God, Michael, like on the last podcast, sometimes I'm just weird with horror and I see, and I'm like, the way that I talk about it, like I love it, but that's just me because I just love the art of it, you know? So that's why I'm like, it was beautiful, but it was creepy and I loved it. I just loved all those shots and then just the kind of the, the tone of the maze too. I think the colors were so good. It was like this perfect like lighting. I just noticed things like that. I just love it. I love it. I love it. I love the art of film. I'm just kind of like the way that they, uh, you know, put things together, like set design and all that. I think it's so great. So I agree. And I fucking want that thriller shirt so bad. I just pray to God I will pay whatever I have to pay for it. I'm going to fucking find it. And I hope someone is selling it, even if it's like a knockoff version. I just want that thriller shirt. <laughs> like, mm. like, look, it's from the movie. Like, it's so good. Um, but yeah, there we go. There we go. So, um, now the last thing we're going to talk about is the mazes. This is my favorite part. If you haven't figured it out by now, I'm fucking obsessed with Halloween Horror Nights in Hollywood specifically because I've never visited the one in Orlando, but, um, they actually had, um, the, this, uh, they had the maze, us, um, why did I say that so weird? They had an us oh, maze. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I feel like I said it weird. A maze based on the movie Us <laughs> at um, Halloween Horror Nights in 2019. Obviously, we didn't have a 2020, unfortunately. Um, so they had it in 2019 at Hollywood and at Orlando at both events. Um, and I had Ellie and Denise watch the mazes on YouTube. 
Um, and we're going to talk about which we like better, the Battle of the Mazes. Um, so actually, Maggie's not here this day, but Maggie, Denise, and I, we all got to walk through the one in Hollywood um, when the event was happening. We both, All of us went to the event, so we actually got to see it in person, which is amazing. Unfortunately, Ellie did not get to see it. I'm not sure why. Why didn't you go to Horror Nights in 2019, Ellie? I never said I didn't go. Oh, you didn't go. Oh, <laughs> you did go. I don't know why. I went. Oh, I just started to, I started to feel ill right before we we're about to like get on the tram for the maze. Mm-hmm. And I, and I just like, I had to like, just spend it like catching myself, getting myself together. So I won't ruin the whole night. Oh, like, so I couldn't like t- do the maze. Yeah. Damn. That's a bummer. I didn't know. I totally mm-hmm. just assumed you didn't go. I don't know why I thought that. Oh my gosh, Bert. I feel you though, because you know what? That happened to me at Halloween Horror Nights in 2018. Um, so I only went one night, which normally I get the frequent fear pass and I go multiple times because I'm fucking obsessed. Um, but in 2018, I was working my own haunt at Haunted Hayride. So I only got to go once to Horror Nights. And um, same thing as well. By the end of the night, I remember I wasn't feeling good. I was so tired. I didn't have any energy. And if you guys know, Michael Myers is my favorite horror character, but I was just not feeling good. And I left and I didn't even get to do the Halloween maze. So I fucking feel you. The same thing has happened to me. Um, Because you know what? As much as we love horror, we're the horror whores. But you know what? Our health is priority. So respect to you. And I'm sorry that happened. But (laughs) um, I know shit like that sucks. But yeah, so Ellie didn't get to see it in person, but it's okay. We got the next best thing, um, which is the maze. Um, so, yeah, so we got to watch. <laughs> Obviously, we couldn't see Orlando in person, right? Because none of us are from Florida. But I really want to start making it a tradition to go to Horror Nights in Orlando every year from now on. Because they usually do the same mazes as Hollywood. And I've just always wanted to experience it because I'm so obsessed with Horror Nights here. I'm like, I'm going to start making that a part of my tradition every year. I want to fly over there and just, you know, have a day over there, maybe like a weekend and um, experience it one day. Um, Who knows? Maybe we'll get to do it this year. Obviously, if everything's safer over here as well, I don't know if we're going to have HHN this year in Hollywood, but um, Universal Studios has been open in Orlando so far for a minute now. Um, So it's probably likely that they'll have Horror Nights this year, but who knows? Um, But if they do, I'm probably going to go, especially if we don't have it over here and they are having it over there. uh, Bro, (laughs) I'm fucking going because we're going to miss out over here, so... Um, but yeah, I definitely, that's on my, uh, vision board. I want to do that as a tradition, but, um, so yeah, we got to watch that on YouTube though, which was cool. The next best thing, right? Um, so yeah, so let's get into talking about which one we think is better. Um, and I'll also post the walkthroughs on our Instagram so that you guys can watch it. I'll post them back to back so you guys can see it and tell us which one you like better. We would love to know what you think as well. Um, but let me go. Uh, so first, right off the bat, um, the facade, the, the facade, facade, am I saying that right? The facade, I think it is. Facade. The facade, right? The, the, uh, yeah, <laughs> let's just say facade. I've probably been saying that wrong my whole life. Um, so first, right at the bat, the facade and the entrance for 
um, Hollywood's version of the maze was way better in my opinion. Um, whereas the one in Orlando was like in a building or like soundstage or something like that. Um, so it, it took away from the realness of it a little bit. Um, also, what I've noticed about Orlando is that they tend to cast way too many scare actors. <laughs> um, you know, uh, whereas Hollywood undercasts scare actors, they fucking never have enough. Um, but I feel like Orlando tries to throw in like as many people as they can everywhere where it's kind of not even scary anymore. Um, especially with a property like us where the characters are all human, you know what I mean? Like it would be different if it was a movie with a shit ton of monsters or whatever, right? Creatures, then it would be like terrifying to see all that action going on in a maze with like a fucking bunch of scare actors. But with this maze in particular, it was just too many people that it's like less realistic and inauthentic to me. Um, like the guy standing at the front of the funhouse um, looked so ridiculous. <laughs> um, his wig was so fake, y'all. It was so fake. And he was just not selling it. Um, and it was just kind of like, why? Like, why is he there? <laughs> and then, like, if you uh, watch it, like, at, at the end of the video, uh, end of the maze, there was another guy who kind of uh, came out. And he just had absolutely no enthusiasm when he popped out. And it was like... The thing is, it's like once you start packing these mazes in or once you start packing these events in with actors, especially when they're all face characters like in Us, um, and what a face character is, is, uh, you know, a character that has no mask, no makeup. It's just like their regular face, right? So if you're going to throw in a shit ton of face characters, um, it just, it loses its authenticity and like its eeriness, you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, just not everybody knows how to give, like, kind of, like, that all-star performance or at least, like, the effort, you know what I mean? Um, so I feel like Orlando, with this maze, they lost that quality because they were choosing quantity. Do you get what I'm saying? Um, and although, you know, Horror Nights in Hollywood, they do tend to undercast um, which means, you know, I feel like they don't cast enough people sometimes. They also do a really good job at having this balance of kind of like the use of dummies and puppets and the use of actors. So it's much more of a balance there, which I like. Um, I will commend Orlando, though, for having more scenes throughout the maze and like having it in an accurate and like detailed order. Um so props to that. I did like that. But overall, HHN Hollywood was much creepier and eerie in my opinion. And they just captured the sort of tone of the movie much better. So I'm going to go with Hollywood on this one. <laughs> I had to go off on a tangent because, you know, I fucking love Horror Nights. <laughs> so I'm like, well, wait a minute. I need to I need to let this out. But um, but what do you guys think? You guys don't have to go into detail like I did, but what do you guys, which one did you guys like better, Orlando or Hollywood's? Hollywood. Whoever wants to go. Hollywood, Hollywood yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was way better. Is there any particular reasons why, or is just your favorite? Are we being biased here? Because we're all from Hollywood. Absolutely not. Never, right? Like, fucking never. No. Who would do that? No. Biased. 
doesn't count. Well, at least they need. <laughs> um, uh, I think, technically, I'll be sure. I don't think they undercast for Horror Nights. I think they just are so focused on trying to find the perfect scare actor to match whatever character it is, which is where they really fuck up sometimes. I feel like if they're going to wear a mask, what's the fucking point? Mm-hmm. They get very specific, yeah. In Us, I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't really get it because I hadn't seen the movie. It just came out. It literally had just came out. I didn't mm-hmm. get the movie per se. So when I walked through the maze, I was like, what's so scary? It yeah. <laughs> you know what? I You know, it's funny because Ma- so Maggie's in here today, like I said, like three times already. But her and I went into the maze together. Actually went... I went to Horror Nights with Denise as well, but I don't remember if we went into Us together. I don't think I went with no. you. I think we didn't, mm-hmm. huh? We didn't go into Us, to, um, into us together. Like mm-hmm. I said, I get the frequent fear pass, which is almost like an annual pass, if you will, if we're going to compare it, and you get to kind of keep going back. So I went multiple times. One of those times was, was with Denise, and then I went with Maggie uh, all the rest of the times. And uh, we actually hadn't seen the movie either, but it was one of our favorite mazes, and we fucking loved it. Um, so we didn't get it either, but it was still so good to me. It was, I'm telling you, it it was very eerie. It was very eerie. And, um, again, we're going to show you guys the videos, but it was so cool because you got to walk through the fun house of mirrors, like in the movie. And it was exactly the same as the movie, like an exact replica. So I love Mm -hmm. when they do that. It makes you feel like you're literally there and you got to walk through like the living room of the houses and you felt like you were there. It was so good in that way. So. I loved it even when I didn't know what the movie was about. So, um, yeah. <laughs> but I can yeah. see where some people are like, eh, I don't know because they don't know what it's about. But it, it's so fun to, like, go through a maze that you haven't seen or you're not familiar with. And then you watch the movie and you're like, oh, it makes sense. So that's kind of how I felt after seeing this movie. I was like, oh, my God. It all makes Dang. sense now. <laughs> yeah, so it was really cool. Um. And yeah, that is about it. I feel like there was something else I was going to say and I fucking forgot. No. <laughs> She's I like, no, bitch, you're done. I swear no. there's something else I was in. There had something in my mind and I lost oh, it. I fucking lost it. Can't help you there, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to be so pissed if I remember it later. I'm like, oh, fucking yeah. I was going to say something, <laughs> guys. It always happens that way, doesn't it? <laughs> I know. Whatever, it's fine. So it was good. <laughs> it was a wonderful, it was a wonderful experience. Um, all right. You already said it, Ali, huh? You liked Hollywood better? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, every, and everyone, yeah, it's just everyone, like, when, when I, like, start feeling better, they're like, yo, this is the best maze ever. And I'm like, fuck, I missed it. Because <laughs> besides that one, like, uh, they were also raving the group I was in, like Killer Clowns, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because that was at the same time. That was super fun, even though it was a long ass wait. But um, yeah, I was so mad because I was so close to like starting the fucking maze. Aw, did I you miss any no other more. mazes or was that the only one you missed? That's the only one I basically missed um, that like, we were in line for. Yeah. That was one of the all star ones too, like one of the big, you know, headliner ones. But mm-hmm. it's all good. <laughs> all right so that's pretty much it for the discussion we have a little bit of time so we're gonna do a super quick quiz like i normally do um for movies 
It is my favorite part. <laughs> I'm such a quiz person. Um, so I'm going to ask some questions and we're going to see who is the winner of us. Who knows the movie better, Ellie or Denise? Hmm. Oh, no. I don't know, Denise. Sorry, I'm worse than right now. So I'm waiting for you, girl. I'm like, this. Ellie, you take over. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll try to make it easy. We'll make it quick. Um, and we'll see who reigns supreme, all right? Who pays attention? Oh, God. Um, all right. <laughs> you guys better get used to this because every time we talk about a movie, I'm going to fucking make a quiz. So get used I know, to it. Literally. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. I feel like it's a pop quiz now. Like, no, oh. It's just for fun. I feel like Denise is like, fuck, I didn't prepare, but like, you don't have to prepare. It's fine. <laughs> I think that's what makes the quiz part fun. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think that everyone's in panic and like struggle and scramble through, and I'm just like not giving up. Because you know, <laughs> dude, I love your effort. I love your effort. All right, but uh, before I start, I actually didn't prepare the quiz. Normally, I'll write questions beforehand. I'm just gonna look at my notes and just kind of make them up on the fly. So we're just gonna do this quick, and we're gonna do it. You know, have a little fun with it. But um, so yeah. if they come out weird, just give me a second to like piece it together the question because I normally have them prepared beforehand. But um, I'm just gonna kind of use my my notes right now. Take your time. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So. Let's start with the opening of the movie. Um, so before we get to the opening shot, uh, there's a black screen right with text. And what this text says is that there are thousands of miles of tunnels beneath the continental United States, abandoned subway systems, unused service routes, and deserted mine shafts. Many have no known purpose at all. Is this true or false? Was this just a part true. of the movie or is it fact? It's I want to say it's a fact. It is true and it's fucking creepy. <laughs> like, yeah. what in God's name? Dude, I didn't even know. Like, why is there thousands of miles of tunnels? Why? Why not? But why? There you go. There you guys go again. So they can hide all their fucking secrets. <laughs> Dude, that's so <laughs> creepy. And I don't know if you guys heard, but there's like stories of like, supposedly i think i saw it on like the history channel one time supposedly like stories of uh like people who live like underground like a whole nother civilization who like don't fuck with us so Stop. that shit creeps me out i know i don't want to think about it my fucking left and right yes that was true you guys both got it right okay <laughs> all right the next question is what was the can you name me so in the opening shot, when they're showing the Hands Across America commercial, there is some movies on the nightstand. Can you name me at least one of those movies? No fucking clue. In 1986, no. when Adelaide, little Adelaide is sitting there watching TV. Ghostbusters? No. I give up. <laughs> You're kind of on the right track, I feel. Damn. I you guys didn't see any of them? I, was I the one who noticed Yes, you are, weirdo. <laughs> you know why? Because I always know there's going to be a quiz. So I look at every fucking detail. You guys got to start. You got to remember. I'm trying not to miss it. I already knew you were going to be a mind fucker. You know? I'm watching literally the middle of the screen. So I'm like, what if that's the hidden message? You know, that's, that's true. That's true. But see, I watch it more than once. That's why. So I'll pay attention and then I'll go back again to like look at the weird little details. <laughs> oh, I see. Gotcha. So no guesses, just Ghostbusters? Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> so there were several movies. Um, some of them, here's the ones that I caught on to, which was The Goonies, The Right Stuff, and Nightmare on Elm Street. Very, very 80s. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, so when they're showing the commercial of Hands Across America, they talk about how long the chain of Good Samaritans are standing hand in hand. How many miles did they say that that chain was going to be? Mm. Damn it. <laughs> I love a lack of effort. Just fuck it. Let me just tell you all the answers. <laughs> just take a guess. Just pick a number. A hundred. A hundred miles. Okay. Say it again. Nine million? Wow. That's a staggering um, difference. 109 million. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck is nine million miles? That's like the entire Earth. <laughs> I mean, well, isn't that the... Well, never mind. Well, hands across America, not hands across the fucking world. What they can do stand in the sea? <laughs> I mean, it's possible. They crazy like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so 109 million. It is 4,000 miles long. That's pretty fucking long, though. That's several states. <laughs> um, now, how many people did they say were going to be holding hands together? So all this was during the commercial in the opening scene. How many people did they say? Um, you can't see me right now, but I'm holding a mark sign. <laughs> okay question mark question mark good answer just pick a number this is easy because you could just pick a number it's like no ten thousand ten thousand okay what about you uh, okay 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 um, um i'm gonna go with three thousand three thousand six million six million this is four thousand miles long guys <laughs> Six yeah, but only 10,000 people are going to fucking show up. <laughs> That's true. You know what? Actually, in real, when this really did happen, there was actually a lot of gaps in the line. Um, so it's funny that you say that. <laughs> um, okay, so when Adelaide wanders off at the pier, what is the game that her father is playing when he is distracted? Whack-a-mole. Whack-a-mole. There you go. Oh, literally, there <laughs> I we go. See now, it's like you whack, you whack something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so now we see this several times in the movie. What is the Bible scripture that is referenced in this film several of times? Eleven, eleven. Eleven, eleven. Yes. But who is the? What is the um, name? You know how the Matthias. Say it again. Matthias. Matthias. No. Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Oh yeah. Jeremiah 11 11. I am going to hell, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> going to hell. You don't know the Bible? What the fuck? <laughs> it's okay. God hears you, right? God hears. <laughs> He's listening. He's like, bitch, what? <laughs> He's like, this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is. So. If you noticed, um, I don't know if you guys caught on to this in the film, but in 1986, when Adelaide first goes into the House of Mirrors or the Fun House, right, um, there is a name at the top, and they show that very clearly. And then when she goes back as an adult, or when Red goes back as an adult, sorry, that wow, <laughs> um, it the name changes. So can you give me 
the original name. Can you give me the original name and the name that it changes to? Of what? Of what? Of, of what? the fun house. So there was oh, a... Oh, no clue. There, it was something... Mm-hmm. Something dirty. Fairy, something wisdom. I don't fucking know. Some bullshit. <laughs> I guess. Good answer. Some bullshit. What about you, Denise? Um, I think... <laughs> Hello? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about that. I'm like, I'm trying really hard to remember. That's a good question. Really, just it's um like a um, it's got a Native American on it, and it has um, uh, uh find yourself, find yourself. I don't remember, it does have find, find yourself. yourself. Mm-hmm, it does have that, but the name changes. Um, it's like vision, vision something, vision something of the the the. When she's a little girl, it's vision something, find yourself, and there's a little arrow, and then it changes when she's older. I just, and it's like all like weird too. I think I, <laughs> yeah, vision quest? it's like a Native American vision quest, find yourself, something like that. And then, yeah, older, but there's, there's another name in front of it. I have to have partial credit for this one. I don't know. <laughs> You will get partially good. <laughs> Do you give up? Um, it's like Vision Quest something. And then there, they, I just can't remember the one where she's bigger. It's like you just don't give up. I love it. <laughs> the effort is astounding and I'm obsessed. I'm um, just tell me when you're ready and I'll tell you. <laughs> I know for sure one of them is Vision something. It is, yeah. So the original, I can't. Yeah, so the original one, when she's little, says Vision Quest, find yourself, but there's something in front of it, and then um, the name changes um, almost completely um, the second time around. It still says find yourself, I believe, but the name changes. Merlin's Forest. Okay, so Merlin's Forest, yes, is when it changes. So when she's older, it's Merlin's Forest, and then when she's younger, you're just missing one word at the front. Damn. I don't know it. It's I and I pray to God that I'm saying this right because I feel like I don't pronounce this right. But it's Shaman's Vision Quest. Find yourself, and then it changes to Merlin's Forest, which is really weird. That was one of the things that I feel like was not explained. I, maybe if it's it's just because like things change over time, right? But I'm like, why did they change the name? Right. But I'll give you a point for that because you really put in the effort. <laughs> um. Now, when they are in the fun house, what is the animal that pops out at them as they're walking through? It happened in 1986, and then it happened again. Yes, an owl. An owl. Who, who said that? Ellie, me. Ellie, me. <laughs> All right. Now, when the family arrives at the vacation home, what very popular universal Studios movie does little Jason have on his t-shirt? Fuck. I didn't fucking pay attention. Fuck. I forget. Dude, it was, it was one of the most standout things to me for some reason. Back to the future. No. <laughs> good guess. No. I will give you a good, a very good hint because you guys are already kind of getting there. It is something that is on the studio tour. If you've ever taken the studio tour in Hollywood, yeah. <laughs> Fast and Furious. No, not Fast and Furious. King Kong. No. 
Jaws. Jaws, yes. I said it. You did? I did. Well, if your audio wasn't so shitty, I would have heard you. Sorry. Just kidding. I love you. Okay, I'll give you guys both the point. I believe that you said it. It probably cut off because I feel like I, I almost heard it too. Okay, wonderful. Beautiful. You guys are doing great. Okay. So now when they arrive, they're eating fast food. The family eats fast food while Adelaide eats something different. What is it that she's eating separately from the family? Candy apple. Candy apple. <laughs> okay, you're on the right track. But <laughs> Caramel apple. No. Is it the same thing as candy apple? Yeah. I know. Like, what the fuck is the difference? In case you were looking for a particular, you know, wording. True. Oh, God, you guys are funny. Okay, my brain's fried. What, what is it? Do you have any guesses, Ellie? Strawberry. Strawberries. There you Damn. go. Oh, really? I just guessed. Oh, shit. Okay. Hey. <laughs> what the fuck? What kind of brouhaha <laughs> shit was that? She's like, oh, I just guessed. <laughs> yeah, she was eating strawberries. Great job. Well, the rest of the family was eating like fucking burgers or something. All right. What is the name of Gabe's boat? Gabe's brand new boat that he shows his family, which they're not it's impressed with. It's something daddy shit. It is Craw- something daddy. daddy. Craw daddy. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Good job. All right. Okay, so very similar to the Alexa, what is the name of the speaker device smart thing that they're using? Damn. In the rich house. Damn it. Alexis. It's not Alexis. I don't know then. Um, Alex. Um, okay, I don't I'm sensing a theme here with your answers. Perla. Perla? You say Perla? No. I feel like you're like almost on the right like vibe of the name, but no, it's not Perla. <laughs> I give up. My brain hurts. It is Ophelia. Ophelia. Oh, we're close to Alexis. Okay. <laughs> she said Perla. I feel like it's kind of like okay. Same energy. <laughs> All right. When Kitty and Josh Tyler are looking outside of the house. Who does Josh say that he sees outside? Who does he trick her into thinking that he sees outside? When Kitty's hearing noises and she's like, and they're I looking out the window. <laughs> he says something funny. He says a celebrity. Oh. He says a celebrity's mm-hmm. name and he says that that's who he sees. Do you remember who that is? Uh-oh. Did you give up? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. OJ Simpson. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, Samson. <laughs> All right. So here is be one of the last questions. We're almost done. So when Kitty is dying, she is succumbing to her wounds, and she asks Ophelia to call the police. What is the song that plays instead of calling the police? N.W.A. Fuck the police. Fuck the police. Coming straight from the underground. <laughs> that was like one of my favorite parts. Great fucking job. Okay. I'm going to stop it right there because we're already, already at an hour and 35. And this is just for fun. 
So great job. Let's see who got most. You guys are like neck and neck. Let's see. One, two, three, six. Oh, you were one away. So Ellie got six and Denise got five. Ooh, that was just very <laughs> impressive. <laughs> very impressive. Woo! Next time I'll have them prepared, but I was like, let me just throw this in. I didn't think we were going to have time. That's why. But I fooled myself. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for playing along and thank you so much for joining us. That is going to be it for today. Um, be sure to check out all of the rest of the Nerdy Bunch content on Instagram. That is going to be at the.nerdy.bunch. And check out our Instagram as well, which is Horror Horrors Pod. And you'll find all of our personal handles on there as well. Um, does anyone have any last words? <laughs> No. Um, no. We're Americans. <laughs> and that is <laughs> Alright, I just thought I'd check. I want to make sure I don't just like bye. And they're like, wait, hold on. <laughs> Alright, well that's gonna be it. Thank you so much guys for joining us, like I said. Um, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Horror Horse. Horror Horse is a Nerdy Bunch production. This podcast is produced by Justine Duenas and Ivan Gonzalez. Sound engineer is by Ivan Gonzalez. For exclusive content, please check out our website, www.mynerdybunch.com. Ooh, bitches.